You are listening to a sermon from River Corner Church. To learn more about River Corner Church, visit our website at rivercornerchurch.com. At New Danville Mennonite Church, and somebody asked, well, do we call you Pastor Robert, Bishop Robert, and just Robert would be fine. You can ask my wife. She'd have a few other names that she could offer as well. Uh, I'm glad to be here this morning. This is, this is amazing. It really is. Uh, as you may know, Bishop Steve Weaver and I co-pastor 14 churches. And we started that journey six years ago. And within the first couple of years, we had already closed three of the 14. And we had two more that were on the ropes. And we thought, what, what do we do with this? And some of the churches, it was just time, and that's okay. There are beginnings and there are ends. But we were greatly concerned. Because even recently, statistics have shown during the pandemic that at least 33% of pastors are either leaving or considering leaving. And that's disturbing. So it's my heart that we find ways to continue forward. And I have to be honest, we've been on this journey for, what, about a year now, I think, maybe a little bit more. And back in November, I left this room convinced that you were closing. There were, uh, I believe, 17 in the room that night, and 10 of them raised their hand to say they were ready to be done. And I walked out and thought, yeah, I, I think that's where we are. And then I got a phone call, and I got an email, and people said, you know, maybe we're a little bit too quick to say that. Oh. Okay, and we put an ad out, and Jeff got a hold of me, and uh, I looked and I went, really? Jeff, you want to go there? No offense, but it just, you know, small country church in the middle of nowhere. You were tired, and we were on the ropes, you know, but we had some good conversation, Jeff and I, and I had good conversation with you, and then you had good conversation together, and we thought... Yeah, maybe, maybe God is in this. So I'm excited we've gotten to the point we are. I know for some of you it's felt very long, but in reality, this was not that long of a process compared to some. So I'm excited to see what God's going to do here. Now, I commission a little bit different. It's not anything too fancy. Uh, frankly, uh, Jeff is already ordained by the conference, so we've already shown our confidence in him and said, get going for God, get doing things. So it's less of a commissioning and more of a charge that I'm going to give him and Katie today. And I'm also going to charge you. Because I think the mistake we make is we commission pastors and then we assume they're going to do everything. And that's certainly not the case. Uh, This is less of a commissioning and more of a wedding where we're bringing the family together and saying, here's what we want you to do as a family. Here's how you move forward. So having said that, I want to uh, give you the passage that you would expect first, Ephesians 4, where Paul said this. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we'll no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching, 
will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Nowhere in there does it talk about one person or one leader. It is a group of people. And even the gifts of five, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers, it's plural. There is teamwork going on here. And that's when a church thrives. Because any individual will have strengths and weaknesses. And if we only hope that their strengths outweigh their weaknesses, we're probably destined to fail or not reach our full potential. But when a team works together in its gifting, then it's a beautiful thing. The challenge is often people think only of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers when there's a wider variety. Let me give you another passage in Acts 16. Paul and his companions are in Philippi. There's no church there yet. And they're in town and they decide on the Sabbath they want to see who they can reach with prayer and teaching. So they go out of the city to the river. And the reason they did that was there was no synagogue yet. If you didn't have at least 10 male-led families in the city, you weren't allowed to have a synagogue at that time. So people met outside the city by the river to pray. And that's where he meets Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth, which was a very expensive commodity at the time. There were sumptuary laws in Rome that told you how much purple you were allowed to wear. And if you wore more than you should, you could be in trouble. You could be in trouble. A couple of you could be in real trouble, right? You know, if you were the emperor, you wore as much as you wanted. If you were part of the patricians or, you know, the equestrian league, you could have a wide sash. Uh, if you were the upper merchant class, you could have like a patch of purple. But if you were the peons, like the rest of us, no purple at all for you. And that's because purple was expensive to make. You had to get thousands of these little murex shells, and you would trample them. And there was this process to making this dye. So Lydia was a very well-to-do woman, as she dealt in purple cloth. And when she met Paul and her companion, she was already a believer in God, but she came to a saving foundation in Christ through Paul's teachings. And then the neatest thing happens Paul and his companions are deciding where they're going to go. And Lydia says, if you consider me worthy, stay at my house. Lydia had the gift of hospitality. She was maybe not an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher, but she knew hospitality, and she had a place to be hospitable. So Paul and his companions stayed there. In fact, we think the Philippians, the letter Philippians was written to a church in Philippi, it was probably the church started in Lydia's house because Lydia offered the gift that she had. So as we do this commissioning this morning, I am not just commissioning Jeff or Jeff and Katie, but I'm commissioning this whole congregation to bring your gifts together and get moving. So Jeff, would you come on back up And could I have the transition team come up, Dave and Phil and Rhoda? 
And if you would stand behind Jeff, because we'll offer a prayer here in a second. So, Pastor, here are my charges for you. Preach the word. I want you to preach it in truth and love. Because if we preach truth without love, we judge. If we preach love without truth, we just lie. So preach truth and love to your congregation. Be patient. Accept the people here where they are, but don't leave them there. Push them forward. Don't get upset or despise their weaknesses because they will have them, but build them up and train them. Teach them to work together. Pastor, don't go it alone. The job of pastor can be a lonely place. Have a good team around you. And not just here, but your district team, your bishop, and your conference. And should I also say, your wife and your children. What a beautiful team that is. Honor the old. And I'm not talking about age here. But also usher in the new. Don't usher in the new at the expense of the old, but help the old know when a new chapter has come and it's time for something new. Getting back to Katie and the kids, remember your commitment to your family. They are your first ministry. Find rest when you need it. Katie, you help him do that. You tell him things like, honey, you need to go take a walk. The kids need to see you a little bit more. Stay connected with the larger family, your district, your conference, leaders outside of our district and conference, because we can learn a lot from other denominations, that's for sure. Never grow weary of doing good. And by all means, continue to pray ceaselessly. Brother Jeff, if you're willing to accept those charges, and I call them charges, not commandments, because who am I to do that? And I know you won't do them perfectly, but if you accept these charges, would you affirm so by saying, I will? I will. Amen. Transition team, would you lay hands on Jeff and let's pray for him? Heavenly Father, we are grateful to be here this morning. Possibly the birth of a new chapter. I'll not be so presumptuous to say so, but we we look with hope that that's what this is. I thank you for Jeff and Katie and the kids and their willingness to come here and take a risk, because this is a risk. But I thank you for planning in their hearts the idea to do so. I thank you for a congregation that has welcomed them with open arms, who also takes a risk by bringing this young buck in with new ideas and seeing what he can do. So, Lord, would you bless Jeff and Katie, the children in this congregation, in this endeavor? Would you guide them where they need to go to what's next for River Corner? Would you help them each to grow personally, regardless of where the church goes, May they become better for what they've experienced here, more like Christ. We thank you for this transition team, for their willingness to step up 
and help the church come into some new territory. So now, Father, may your blessing always be upon Jeff. May you give him the wisdom he needs to teach us, and may you give us the open hearts to hear him when he speaks. May he continue to learn so that his students are not drinking from a stagnant pond, but flowing rivers of life given to him through Christ, who he stays connected with. So now, Lord, we commission Jeff in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pastor, congratulations. We look forward to what's coming next. May be seated. And now, congregation, I do not leave you without charges. In fact, I have more for you than I had for Jeff. Congregation, I charge you, I challenge you to be discipled. Some of you have been here a long time. You've heard it all. Well, maybe not. So be open to being discipled. We know we're alive when we're still growing, and we're growing when we're being discipled. I challenge you to embrace new ideas, not just put up with them, but embrace them. You have a pastor here who has a passion and a gifting for churches. Listen to those ideas. They won't all be your favorites, but they're worth trying. I'm excited to see what you're already doing. I challenge you not to assume that the pastor will do it all, that each of you will step up. I know some of you are tired and you have fought the good fight, but if God continues to bless you with breath, would you continue to bless others with your service? This is a team effort, and one pastor cannot do it alone. I challenge you not to go back to the glory days, but to make new days. New days are dawning. And I know sometimes the glory days look so wonderful, but they're past, and we face new challenges in a new world, and they require new days. Move into those excitingly. Make new memories. I challenge you to support the whole McLean family, not just Jeff, but also Katie and the children. I challenge you to show them that church is a safe, loving, and fun place to be. How exciting if they were to find chocolate bars in their church mailbox one Sunday morning. Or how exciting would it be if somebody got on their knees and pushed Hot Wheels cars around with them on the carpet? These children are counting on you. And I would call that for all children who come through your doors. Church, I challenge you not to treat Katie as Mr. Pastor Jeff, Mrs. Pastor Jeff. See her as the unique child of God and lovely woman that she is. Don't expect her to walk into the role of pastor's wife that you see, but expect her to live into the giftings that God has given her, that she might serve you in her own unique way. Surely, Jeff and Katie became one when they became married, but their gifts are still gifts of individuality, and you should embrace that because it's amazing what you'll get from it. I challenge you 
that if you have a problem with things Jeff does, that you will talk to Jeff and not the itchy ear of your neighbor. There are things that you question, that you're concerned about, that you'll follow Matthew 18 and go to Jeff and talk to him about that. Have open communication. I have learned from Jeff that as much as his stature can be intimidating, his heart is a heart of gold and he is very approachable. Take advantage of that. If you have a question, speak with him and I'm sure you'll find ways forward. I challenge you to be ready to embrace new people because I feel new people are going to show up here. And when they do, they're going to bring their own baggage. And you know how I know that? Because you have baggage too. We all do. But be ready to embrace that. As Jeff is embracing you, brace new people that come in. Accept where they are, but take them to someplace new. And as I told Jeff, do not grow weary of doing good, and by all means, pray without ceasing. As a church body, are you willing to accept this charge, these charges, and find a new way forward? If so, say, we will. will. There's hesitation there. I got a little scared. Okay. Now, will doing all this guarantee numerical growth in this church? I don't know that it will, but it will create a loving, living environment where you will grow. And even if this church closes a year from now, you will still have had a time of being in the presence of God's family. And from there, you will bless beyond. However, I hope and pray that you will grow in depth and width and numerically, this church will be a huge impact on the community. And I commit to praying to that daily for you. Worry less about where you're going and more about who you're being. And I think where you're going will happen on its own. So congregation, from LMC and your sister church, New Danville, we are excited to see what comes next. May you be blessed in all your endeavors. Heavenly Father, would you be with this congregation and show them the way forward and hold them tightly in your grasp and make them more like Christ. We ask it again in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pastor Jeff, I turn the pulpit back over to you.